This is Apostle James Podcast, transfiguring the world by the Word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. Remain watchful and pay attention as we dive into what the Lord has for us today. This might still be it. Something happened, something something happened, and this strange. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 29, that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. We have been on mission for a lot, a lot of time for for a number of years now and um, it seems some somehow that i had a wrong judgment in the mission that i went it seems i had a wrong very wrong judgment and of course i knew i had wrong judgment i knew it uh, in fact it has almost caused problem in my family but we have managed it without any person knowing and no person knows what the crisis is all about because god is very faithful every now and then i speak to my family about it and then last night uh for almost two and a half hours or so from about nine o'clock to around 11 30 i had a night devotion with my family and because in the daytime i was reading on uh, the call what struck me as i read the book of matthew was the the call of levi and uh, it, it just hit me and i put that in my mind i started reading again the book of of uh, mark uh, I, I went back to the book of mark because i'm uh, starting from chapter two because of uh, i had some requests from friends across atlantic you know to join them join with them in prayers and it's something that affects healing then i i remember that i had written a work your handbook for divine health and healing and i said okay let me take it and refresh myself the very first chapter which was the introduction as I called it, was taken from his, you know, is taken from uh, um, Mark chapter two, and I began to read Mark chapter two, from verse one to verse eleven, from verse one to verse twelve. Uh, out of it, I have had podcasts. I've had uh, uh, three different podcasts one the power of intercessory faith you know and uh, two the last communion that we had our last communion 
uh, which was true friendship. And in that true friendship, I had, I talked about, uh, you know, the power of corporate faith and the, the, the power of, of friendship faith. I had also used it to share at a minister's meeting, you know, the power of corporate faith. The podcast is uh, episode 180, 181, episode 179 and 180, I suppose. I think so. Is it a, I think either episode 189 and 190 or so, but it's also on a positive podcast on Facebook. And uh, the second, the second, uh, the second uh, part of it, the true friendship part two, uh, seems to be attracting a whole lot of likes on the Facebook. I've not boosted it, but uh, I, I'm looking at it that I may have to boost it and then to use it and then give to people so that people can learn since people like it. But then I didn't stop at verse 12. I said, okay, let me continue reading. And something dawned on me because I had written it in the book that we published that is on Amazon, The Holy Spirit. I had written about the gospel, the acts, and then the, the epistles, including Revelation. You know, as different aspects of it, of the Holy Spirit. And it became very clear the importance of reading the Gospels. This was what happened when somebody told me, which I used to say was one of the hardest messages I've ever had. And uh, he said to me in 1988, in those days, I preached to somebody at the hospital. There was this hospital in Aba. I went to the hospital to visit somebody, and I preached to the nurse at the cage, at the, the reception, the front office. And uh, there was a man that was sitting there uh, on one of the decks, in the reception and uh, after that he called me and sat me down and said to me you know there are certain things he said to me i don't like to i don't like to say that word i still don't like to say it but one of the things he told me to do was to read the gospels especially the words of jesus it was quite a hard message but later i got the answer after about a year i got an answer from John chapter 5 where Jesus said that if you believe Moses you would have believed me and then the Holy Spirit spoke to me that that is exactly how people you know <clears throat> factionalize and uh, and uh, um, eliminate some parts of the scripture from their life that if they believe Paul believe John believed you know Peter they would have believed him 
so ahead to that but there is something about the gospel there is something about having direct contact with jesus i say to my congregation i say see in fact i told every person return to the gospels now let's read the gospels right now because we want to rediscover the call of god i want to rediscover the call of god in my life because as it is i left this is 35 years in ministry this is 35 years in ministry because of the call in 1990 i left banking job i had opportunity to work in a bank and i didn't take it i i was supposed to have gotten to be registered as an economist free of charge because my my boss then during my youth service was secretary of nigerian economic society mina niger uh, branch mina branch niger state and he loved me and said let him register me free and give me certificate as a member of nigerian economic society I say no that I didn't need it because it was the call. When we finish our our service in 1990 then I returned and went back to school to go and do postgraduate. And I went to UNEC to do postgraduate accountancy and then also to read you know international finance. Because my interest was working World Bank. But in between the night, I cut it off. In the name of the call. And I stayed with my, you know, in business for a long time, doing nothing, though. Obviously speaking. And uh, because I was afraid of missing the call, but as I wrote a mistake wise men make, not knowing that I was modeling the calling. But see, listen, I say what I'm talking about, this might be it. Look at the story, what happened last night and where I am now. And uh, then in 1995, I I don't want to mention that ministry. I don't want to mention it. The ministry where I served. You know, I, I I now joined that ministry in 1995, February 1995. And was there in 1998, I left the office, but was still within the ministry. I told the president that I want to go full time. And I left the office, I was the administrative secretary. When I just said, don't mention it. It's living world ministries. Who does not know about it? So I served in Mokoria. I served in Mokoria. And I was the direct administrative secretary from 1995. Then, three years after, I went to him. I said that I want to go 
I want to get on foot as I want to be like Omokpai. So, you know, have a local church and the evangelistic. Then I left the office and went to the church, but I still stayed in Living Word, but no longer coming, going to the office. He allowed me. I told him then that your friend will be my friend and your enemy my enemy. That was what I told him then. And I stayed at the church, Abundant Grace Christian Center, which I was the founding, the founding, the founding pastor. And I stayed there. And that was when I organized the crusade at Seven Up Church that created the Seven Up Church. I created evangelistic outreach that brought about it. It was after that, that is how Liwet came. Many of people don't understand how Liwet came. Then the president then came and then and 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 then and said that you know the apostolic team, then I have to create evangelistic team so that it will not be on the head of one person. So he created it. Evangelistic team. And then created regional evangelistic team because of the success of that crusade. Because of the crusade, so sort of that crusade, that was how Liwet, Living Word Evangelistic Team, came. And then he put Martin Erondo as the, as the, this thing, uh, the, uh, the coordinator of that evangelistic team. And made me a local coordinator. I made me a local coordinator. You know what I did? I said to him that I don't need to do it. I, I told him to hand it over to to uh, smart Okpuri. You see, you make me local coordinator. Uh, you, you understand the politics there? I understood what was going on. I understood what was out. The vision, evangelistic vision was by me. Uh, you know, when I returned to Living World Ministries afterwards, no, that one is a different thing altogether. And then I said to him to make it uh, to Smart Okpore. That's how Smart Okpore became the evangelistic coordinator of the then abundant living region that comprised abundant living and abundant grace. And I was just out there. You know. So, this was what, you know, was going on. Until... I mean, that was the way that I was, how I, you know, stayed in the living world for quite a long time, a long time, you know, as evidence of the call of God in my life. Until somewhere along the line, I left living world the first time and I felt that God said to me to return and help strengthen the apostolic vision and i returned but uh, uh, it has turned out to be turned out to be like a, a mistake I'm, I'm cutting long story short because i believe that god called me and if every person in the living world ministries in our time would have understood that god mightily used me god god really mightily used me to do a whole lot of things so I believe there's evidence of the call. 
But when we now came out again, somewhere along the line, we made a judgment because how how did Lume come into it? People don't know how even living world came to Lume. It was one uh, it was one sister. The sister owns a school right now in Lume. It's a, 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 a sister to Sister Lydia. And then she's called, I think, Ijendo, if I still remember her name. And uh, I didn't know what was going on, but I prayed. I was praying in the night. And uh, God spoke to me, take the apostolic vision and go to Lome as headquarters. I walked into the office. And then I came to the president and then I told him, told to Brodema. And I said to him that I was praying last night and God told me that I should take the apostolic vision and go to Leme as headquarters. The president left the left his table. You know, if you knew his office in those days, he left his table and came to the side chair where he used to sit down, the swinging chair, the one. He sat down there. I said, son, that do I know that Lydia's sister was going to come? That was in 2006. That was 2006, early 2006. That Lydia's sister was going to come and was going to, they were telling him to bring Living World Academy to Lome and that he was not yet decided. But as soon as I, I came in there and told him that that uh, God said to me to take the apostolic vision. So, and they were coming that day. He became convinced that God wanted us to move down to living, to move down to Togo. Are you getting how Togo came into be? Are you getting how Togo came into be? How he became convinced about it? But then no person is told this story. I'm not sharing it. What I'm breaking across that it looks like this call is still real because something happened last night. Something happened because at the end of the day, when politics came, a whole lot of things happened. There, but there is something I must have to tell you. He told me the reason that he didn't want me to come to Togo. He told me the reason. He, he told me, he, he, there was a way he spoke to me the reason why he did not want me to come here. I, I will not say because if I say it, the people he sent might take offense. So there was something he told me and i found out that he was a little wiser but then you don't god has a purpose god has a purpose god's plans are not ways of man sometimes god speaks they will interpret it but listen for anyone who is going on a on a mission corporate mission is different from individual mission don't send yourself allow church to send you because if you send yourself you might suffer so something happened and uh, in 2008 i decided i was going to leave again and get out of living world as this thing was going on because that time we had already started having some there was a, a total of wrangling that was going on you know things we are no longer as they were before on the 11th of october i'm going to read certain things i'm going to read something things in my journal from my journal on the 11th of october 
11th of October 2008, I had a vision. It was a time I was praying on where to go to. Now, you are going to see a whole lot of things. That was 15 years ago. The 2009, we came to Togo. 2010, we came to Togo. But I have to tell you, it has been very difficult. But then, God also, I knew that it was necessary to have gone to Togo because if we didn't come here, not every person went on mission fell and succeeded. Yeah, I had a success, but it's not the kind of success that I, I succeeded. I blessed the life of people, I did a lot, but a whole lot of failures. I had more failures for me than success. I taught the life of people, received connections, you know, international connections, but there are certain failures that only God and my family knows. Right? And it seems that God wants to make this thing right, right now. It seems that God wants to make it right. And then I look at. So, on the 11th of October, 2008, I had a vision and I wrote it by 5.14 a.m. in my journal. This journal that I, I did this screenshot. And it says, a woman who was, who was, uh, brought to me whom i healed or god healed after i lay hands on her offered to give me space in a jaw estate if i were willing she said as many rooms as i wanted i'd ask the question what could this be could it be exactly where the rooms are i was praying i was praying you know so so many things began to happen after afterwards that was on the 11th of october it was the time that they they asked me to go and look for a place but do you know do you know what uh, they said to me uh let me not get into those other ones for example for example, it has here written here on the 17th of October. On the 17th of October uh, 2008. This is my journal. By 3 4 p.m., I came back from office, from school run, back home from school run. It's been really embarrassing the kinds of questions people ask me. One first asked, he heard that I am leaving the ministry to begin my own, and we have nothing to do with the ministry. Another at press came to me, a young girl. I put the name, I put the name here, you know, and that person is is now married to a very big uh, chief, you know. She's a lolo now. I put the name here, you know. Uh, a young a young girl said, "Sir, they said you have left the ministry." This was something that was going discussion that was going on between me and then Namuku. But you see, whatever we talk, they begin to leak it just like the American press. They'll be leaking this thing and they leak it. They leak this thing and they embarrassing somebody. Huh? They leak it. And the guy says that they said you have left the ministry. Yet another said there was something he wanted to find out from me and said his wife told him whether it was announced at the Tuesday meeting that I have been released to you or to begin my own ministry. I put the name of the person here. 
He's a barrister. You know the name of the person here. And then he said, These things I, I wrote here in my journal, these things are simply ridiculous. You know, you know what I'm bringing across. You know, sometimes you you'll be wondering, did God really call you? There are certain experiences that thank God for journals. Thank God for journal. You ask the question, there are certain things you are going through, especially you embarked it. I remember that that Shambak, Harut of you Shambak, in one of his messages, said how he went to India the first time. He didn't succeed. He talked about either how, uh, you know, one of the other great uh, evangelists of their time went to India. The first time mission work, he didn't succeed. He came back. I can tell you, you can go mission work, you don't succeed. The failure is not final. And I know that. I know that we made impact in people. I know that we made impact in neighborhood around, around us. I know that there is a connection. But there was something, including me and my family. I know the terrible thing that my family and I have suffered because of this. We have lost all things, everything. That is only God. And, you know, that was the thing. Then uh, last night, I came to this place. I began to talk. Now, but let me finish reading something. You know, from that journal, he says, these things are simply ridiculous. You know, they were just asking me that. Way. That was in 2008. Now, these are simply ridiculous. But, but show one thing. We are no more seen as part of them. In fact, they, they are eager to see us out of their midst. Now, I'm going to read something that will shock you. I'm going to read something that will shock people. And I will leave it this way. Because sometimes you would like to put it. You know, I like what goes on in the United States. You know, I like Ramaswamy. He brought out a whole lot of things. He brought out so much. You know, in fact, yesterday, that, that, that yesterday was 16th. That we did the 16th of October, 2008. Yesterday. Uh, no, on Wednesday, Vice President called my wife and I. That was on Wednesday. That Wednesday should be... Uh, that they, they with me that should be on the 16th because if i said yesterday okay that the uh, 17th was 16th was on thursday so wednesday was on 15th so on 15th of october 2008 the vice president dr jude Hemer, eh, called my wife and i and said to us in my office that the president had agreed with my wife that they are not saying it must be Uyo where we must go. They definitely look at what he said. Look at look at what he said to me. I'm not saying this to to disparage any person, but I'm just saying this is as the truth. You know, when people are still alive, it's good so that somebody can refute it. So he says he said to me, they are not saying that I must go to Uyo. They definitely not Abba, not Lagos, or Abuja, or something like that. But he also said, like, but we should also bear in mind that the ministry could come to the place where we choose if they are so led. You know what I said? What a hypocrisy. If we heard, 
well. I said anyway, that's what I told him. I said, sir, I said anyway, I smiled and answered wisely. He had also said that President Broyman wants us to come up with the place within two to three weeks. But do you know, as at the time he was talking to me, in the, on the 11th, God has shown me Ajawo Estate. And he came now and said to me, it must not be Lagos. Now, I'm, I'm telling you my mistakes. But you can make a mistake and 15 years after, God will want to correct it. God will want to correct it. Now, he said, he said that Brahma wants us to come up with the place within two to three weeks time before he changes his mind or something like that. I smiled and said to him that good enough, we, we are having, we were, we, we were having 21 days fasting. So we would incorporate the issue in the fast and see what God will say. I said, I wrote here, so amusing. They surely will get the shock of their lives, you know, that kind of a thing. You know, but do you know what? This is where our judgment was wrong. There are so much here. Now, as we began to pray, where do we go to? I went to a friend. I went to a brother. He has gone to be with the Lord, so I will not mention his name. If he's still alive, I will mention his name. You know, so that you can go and, and confirm from him. I went to him. I said to him, I said, that I'm confused. A man of God, in Abba, I said, I'm confused. I don't know where to go to. On myself, as an evangelist, God gave me 1994 to go to Eket. I went to Eket and did a lot of things in Eket. But I returned and stayed in Living World. God gave me a vision in 1994. I went to Eket and God did this in Eket. You know, sometimes you are wondering, are you called? Especially when you are passing through some terrible situations. Thank God for Jonas. That's why you need to write this thing down. That's why I'm saying that it is possible that this thing I said here, that it is possible. And that's why I'm putting it here. You know, so I went that decade, then I came back and I stayed here in Living World Ministries and then continue with all the work that I did, everything like that. Well, I don't know whether I was really called because sometimes you wonder if you are called, then why is your own like this? But I think it's judgment. There's a sister. I've asked somebody to give me her account number. Please let me pay her back. Not because I have it. She did me very, very good, but I did her bad. This same Togo. I went to her and borrowed 100,000 naira and came here and came to this place. The 100,000 disappeared. I promised to send back the money. The time I went to go and pay back the money, the exchange rate changed. I could not. It wasn't an excuse. And I'm still owing her. And Bible says, oh no man, nothing. He said, wicked borrows and does not pay back. I told one of my one of my members, I told him, and I told him, give me the account number. He refused to do it. I don't know whether he did it. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he, he, he didn't come back again to me. And I've tried to get the number. So I'm saying it because I don't want to get in hell. You know, she 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 believed that I, I duped her. I didn't dupe her. 
it's been hell from the beginning he said something to me as for living living world ministries i think yes but as for going to togo i don't think so that was what she said to me when i still had my distance when we were communicating says as for living living woman yes but as for going to togo i don't think so she's 100 right she is 100 totally right no person knew that before then that god has spoken a place to me in lagos now remember where i began the gift and the calling of god are without repentance so all said and done last night i began to say something to my family you know i said to my family the message that i preached to my family last night you know i called them together just like lamech who called the the the, the wives ada and zila say hear ye the hear ye uh, the wives of uh, lamech ada and zila hear ye my word and began to i said that a good man the right man will always confide in their family right men will always confide in their family and then i began to share with them and we began from that mark chapter 2 we began from that mark chapter 2 i began from that mark chapter 2 you know to explain about the call of levi i said what is going on in my heart is if god if i'm really called then god will call me again <laughs> I said, if God called me before, God will call me again. Maybe that I called myself before. See, but I don't want to call myself again. And I gave God conditions this time around. The last time God called me, I called myself without substance. I think Koyedekbo told God, if you are going to tell me to stop being a don, I don't want to be poor. For 35 years, I've been poor. And people have insulted me because of it. I told God, there are scriptures. Yes, let me put down also this scripture that we read. In a part of the scripture. In fact, this was the condition I gave God. I gave condition uh, Exodus chapter 33. I gave God condition Exodus chapter 33 from verse 14. Is, yeah, from verse 14. Where uh, Moses told God, God says, I've, I've also heard you this. My presence will go with you. Moses told God, if your presence will not go with me, don't send me. Don't allow us to go. I told God this time around, if this call, if car will not follow this call, if house will not follow this call, if building, my own personal building, personal car and cars, I just missed, I didn't want to talk private jet. And I'm saying a private jet is not inclusive in this call now good dresses and clothes not inclusive in this call and if my if this is not influence i say god don't call me again <laughs> i want to believe i called myself in the other words so i want to believe i called myself but i said last night that if it is of god then god will come back throughout last night i didn't sleep that I was not doing anything. You know what I did? I was I was watching the uh, American politics, the debate by the Republican uh, debate because I wanted to. Every person just want to watch and see Ramaswamy. 
I, I'm his fan. I, I love that guy. The guy inspires me. <laughs> I love the guy. But I found out that politicians, politicians, they really, they were out. I guess they did it, including the moderator. Dana, Dana could not allow him to speak something. They will cut him off. So they were just, they didn't uh, allow him to speak. Uh, his fans, I went to his this and his fans told him that, uh, you know, he, he has to, he, he has, he has to, he, the next time he has to go for the kill. Next time, stop laughing. Stop, stop laughing and then, and go for the kill. And I'm sure that the next one that is coming in November is going to be a different thing altogether. <laughs> because that young man, that young man, you know, the guy knows too much. And he apologized and said, please don't, don't see me. You know, that, that guy knows what he's doing. The guy knows what he's doing. The guy knows what he's doing. The guy knows what he's doing. He's going to lead the Republican Party in the next years to come. He's going to lead the Republican Party. He may not be there right now. After all, people like Abraham Lincoln, you know, they went for this for a long time. What of Joe Biden? Joe Biden went for the presidency the first time, went for the second time, and this is the third time, is it not? So even if Ramaswan doesn't get it now, I'm sure that in no distant time, one day he will be the president of the United States. You know, that kind of a thing. So that is what happens. You try, you don't get it, you, you continue, you don't give up. Like what he will always say, victimhood is a choice. I mean, if you are the one that would, that would choose to be a victim, things can happen. You can choose to be embarrassed. No, don't be embarrassed by anything. That young man inspires a whole lot of people. So I was watching that all through. After all the prayers that we prayed till about 12 midnight. So I had to be awake to start by one o'clock when they began it. And then I went to live stream. And then after that two hours thing that way, I went on to do some other thing because sleep refused to come. And then I slept. I didn't see any vision. I didn't get any direction. I didn't get anything. I said maybe because that uh, I did not, maybe simply because that I, 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 I took time. I said, why would God speak now when I was there watching uh, politics? So I woke up this morning. I decided this morning I only installed, you know, the game. I, no, no, I put it in freezer. I put certain things in freezer that I have on my phone. And then I decided that I was going to focus on the word. Then I came back and then I sat down. I began to read the Bible. As soon as I sat down on the table, that's why I began. As soon as I sat down on the table, my eyes went to this, you know, to that journal. My eyes went to that journal. And as soon as I went to that journal, my mind also went to that destiny. I said, okay, let me look for the page where it is. And I saw it, Ajao Estate. Now, remember I was talking about a call last night. And I was saying, God, the prayer we prayed last night. Number one, I told my wife, we read Judges chapter 13, verse 8 and 9. And say, let us pray that God, the man of God, will come again. Then we read Numbers chapter 14, verse 8 and verse 9. And then Numbers chapter 14, Caleb and... Uh, and uh, Caleb and uh, and uh, and um, uh, Joshua said to said to said to them the children of Israel, 
that if God delight in us, if God delight in us, He will give us the land, both the land and the people and the inheritance stay there. And I told them, if God delight in us, then God will call me again. God will show me direction. God will give us direction. If God delights in us, God will give us direction. Again, God will call me again. I said, but I'm not going to call myself. So I, I just left it that way. You know, then I also, we also read it. And then I also found the scripture in Second uh, Samuel chapter chapter 15, verse 25. Where God, where, uh, 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 this is last night, where um, uh, David told Abiata, the, is it Abiata or Zadok? You know, I eat of the two. You know, he told uh, is it Abiata or Zadok that he he talked. Okay, let me just let me just confirm that. You know, let me confirm that for the sake of uh, somebody who want to know exactly. In, in chapter fifteen, verse 24-25, and he says, and Zadok, yes, yeah, Zadok, and lo, Zadok also, and all the Levites were with him, bearing bearing uh, the ark of the covenant, and they set down the ark of God, and Abiata went up, so I was right, both Abiata and, and Zadok. Uh, and Abiata went up until the people had done passing out of the city. And the king said to Zadok, carry back the ark of God into the city. If I shall find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me again and show me both it and his habitation. I said to my family, if God called me before. He will call me again. I don't have anything in mind. I said, if God, I told them, I said, you know, if you if you listen to, if you watch my latest post on my Facebook, which is the True Fellowship Part Two, one of the first things I said that my interest is to go to Ethiopia region. Now listen, so I didn't have a mind about this particular place. And I told my family that if God say go to Liberia, we'll go to Liberia. If God say go to go to Abuja, we'll go to Abuja. If God say go to Lagos, go to Lagos. See, if God say do it in the land of Togia, we do it. That was what I told them last night. I said, but one has to be sure. And I was expecting a vision. I am not saying that this is it. But there's a way God speaks. And it might be. And it might be. That is why that I am doing what I'm doing right now. So I sat down. You know, when we finish, we pray that prayer and prayed by the grace of God. I say, God, revisit. Then I, I also, you know, explained to my family how that God called Peter. It was Andrew that brought Peter. Andrew brought Peter. Peter to uh, to Jesus as Simon. Jesus told him in John chapter 1, 40 to 42 and, and told him, you are you are Simon, you shall be called Cephas. Are, are you getting that? Now, we found out that that was the first time. Then in Matthew chapter 4 as Jesus was passing by as Jesus was passing by, he saw Andrew and Simon, they were with, they were, they were, you know, fishing. 
and he called them. They left us and followed him. You can see the second time. Then in Luke chapter chapter 5, it was in the morning. Jesus came and entered Peter's boat. Peter called him master. So as at that time, there was a relationship. So you see, the call of Peter, the, there was the first time somebody brought him. Second time, Jesus called him. The Peter was off and on. Then, it was now in Luke chapter 5 that Peter now left everything and followed Jesus. Yet, he was not the named apostle. In chapter 6, they began to follow Jesus. And on the mountain, one of the night, Jesus went to pray. And then when he finished praying, he called them. I explained this thing, you know. So, he called them there and then Peter was the first person he called to be the apostle. Right? And then they were mountain top believers. And we went to the book of Acts Apostle chapter 1 about uh, you know, you know, uh, Basabas, you know, and Matthias, I think, you know, that uh, we are chosen. They said people that had been with them from baptism of Jesus. So you find out that Peter began to follow Jesus. And Peter was following Jesus like others. He didn't know he was going to be an apostle. But he was just committed and following Jesus. And then Jesus finished prayer and said, Hey, Peter, Simon, he came, Andrew, he came, John, he came, you know, Matthew, he came. He said, Now you are all apostles, special messengers. Out of the many, Jesus didn't call Matthias. Matthias was there. Jesus didn't call Basabas. Basabas was there. Are you getting that? So these people became the, the first group of people. But do you know that Jesus had not pronounced that Cephas? Because God may give you a promise. It is the revelation of Christ that you have that will put you into that office that God has called you. Maybe God brought me to the land of Togo to teach me how to depend upon him. <laughs> if there is anything we have left, we have, there is something I don't understand. One thing that I have seen of people, people are not sincere. People are not sincere. You see, one thing I do with my life is that I try to let every person know what is in my heart. But I found out that it's not like that. There's a young man that is building, supposed to be building websites for me. He cut off. He never told me the reason. People cut off from me. They don't tell me the reason. They don't tell me the reason. They just like that. They cut off. And once you come to them, you know, most of them think that you are coming to them because of money. That's why I say, God, in this second calling, if money will not be there, I'm not going. So when I now came down and I sat down this morning, sat down this afternoon, then he took me to this place. I saw it. I don't know, you can judge whether I have a call, whether it's hallucination. Whether it's hallucination. I told, uh, I told uh, you know, a meeting on Sunday, about a project that 
some people want to carry out in the land of Togo here. A project they told me to bring my vision, submit that vision. I submitted it. How much money it costs? It hasn't come to pass. But there is something that God is saying. God wants to establish. And I believe Him. You know, we have gone through hell in this land. Hell. We have gone, to, and I say it's judgment. It's personal judgment. So the question I began here, I say, this could be it. Could it be that God is saying again? Maybe you can judge for me, but you know the conclusion of the scripture? My conclusion of the scripture is Luke chapter 2, verse 51. And as I wrote on this screenshot, I said, the call, this might be, this might still be it. This might still be it. And then I said, but of all thoughts, Luke chapter 2, verse 51, eh, is how to approach it. It seems to be the first step. Keep this in my heart. Keep watching and praying. Inclining my heart and faith towards it. And also preparing spiritually and physically. But for now, secretly, as Mary, in my heart. And what was that? He led me again to see it. To see the place and it seems like as i said inclining my heart and faith towards it i pray that it be it god will supply the faith god will supply the resources god will supply it you know one is to get direction then you begin to pray for provision you pray for the provision of faith. If God speaks, then God will provide it. If God speaks. So what I said is that this might be it. The call is without repentance. Maybe this might be it. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check us out online via Apostle James Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and everywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for your support. Be blessed and have an awesome day. We will see you next time on Apostle James Podcast.